0: In the lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise,
1: and suddenly,
0: to my surprise, he hit the
2: man-
3: he did the monster man. Welcome Peter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Peter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I'm John Ledyard from PeterReport.com. With me is Scott Reynolds, also from PeterReport.com, where post-game content is already going up, and you can check it out read while you are listening and watching this show if you want, over at PeterReport.com. But the Bucks falling to the Saints in New Orleans. 36 to uh 27 seven uh, and, yeah and uh not good stuff lots of bad stuff as a matter of fact Scott it's almost hard to know where to start with the bad stuff <laughs> because this game had plenty of blame to go around and we'll yeah. start with the bad as we always do in a loss and uh yeah let's start with the penalties why not i mean embarrassing performance in terms of the penalties. Arian said it after the game. He said this was, what did he say, an embarrassing per- embarrassing display of football with the penalties uh, yeah. that the Bucks had in this game.
4: Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And, uh, you know, he, this team made some progress last week, right? One penalty for 10 yards, and then it reverted back to its old form. Uh, listen, the officiating was horrible. It was absolutely yes. awful. I mean, probably the worst game I've ever seen. The yeah. worst Buccaneers game. There's been there's been several, right? Back in 2019, there were a lot of bad, bad officiated games. This one was was the worst. And the, part of the reason for that is is the, the two ridiculous roughing the passer calls. The Saints don't beat the Bucks without the refs' help. It's that simple. They don't. Right. right. But at the same time, the penalties were called, right? And three of them were on Devin White. Three personal fouls, including a Stupid taunting penalty. I don't like the rule, John. Yeah. But that it's was clear that, that that was right. taunting. And it was right. stupid. It was immature and it was gross. And it was just yeah. dumb. It was a stupid, dumb penalty by, by That's honestly. Captain.
3: That's your captain.
4: By a player that is not as good as he thinks he is. I'm gonna say it. No, and I, I like and Devin his... White. He played yeah. better last year than he's playing this year. He's living off of his press clippings last year. He has not made the splash plays this year. He is not a Pro Bowl Caliber player in your team captain. What did he say in in, in the presser, John, afterwards?
3: He's, it it was was game. It was bad. He said, we need to get healthier. Uh, You know, we're all better. I vibe better when Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting are out there. Like you're the captain, dude. Like you might say those things to your family. You're not saying those things to the media. Like, this is like you're the captain and you're playing the you're the worst player on the defense right now even with those backups in there and you're not owning that yeah I think that's a problem I'm rarely one to get after players as you know but this has reached a point with Devin White where like that was a hopelessly out of touch post-game press conference in my opinion like he just felt like you know he kind of like makes use about the penalties that's who I am I'm gonna talk trash like you know, I've got to be careful. He did say, I've got to be careful because it's the team and I don't want to let that team. But he said, I'm going to keep playing my way. It was just kind of like, dude, like, you your, can't play
4: do that, right? your play yeah. is not good enough. Your play is not good enough. We have three personal foul penalties. And yes, you know what? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you some slack on the, the roughing the passer right, yeah. penalty. I thought that was ridiculous. Okay. That right. yeah, was horrible. The, the league is ruining the game with these stupid ass roughing the passer penalties when they're not even close to that. Hey, Will mm-hmm. Golston had erupting the passer penalty. You know what, John? He hit the quarterback without a friggin' helmet on. How do you think his helmet right. got off? Why don't you flag Teron Armstead instead for legal hands to the face? You missed that call. Maybe maybe you'd do a better job of officiating if you keep that stupid flag in your pocket yeah. than, than sit there and flag a guy who just ch- chest bumps the Trevor Simeon in the back oh, uh, yeah. had Barely no effect him. on the play whatsoever, and he didn't have a friggin' helmet on. Right, it's bad. It's completely embarrassing. Um, it's I'm so embarrassing sick of the, the officials. officials in this league. This yeah. league is going to absolute shit with these calls. It is. It's just. It's an abomination. It really is. Especially yeah. these defensive penalties that shouldn't be called. Tom Brady is exactly right. Aaron Rodgers is exactly right. The old time players like Ed Reed are exactly right. These officials are ruining the game. And today, you know what? They ruined the Buccaneers' chances of coming out of New Orleans victorious. But the players also deserve a fair share of their blame too.
3: Yeah, and it starts to me with Devin White. I mean, he's a defensive captain like on this team, and he has not conducted himself like that. He is the one making egregious errors. He's the one missing tackles. He's the one getting penalties. Like those things can't happen in year three, year two. We cut him a yes. playing his slack. We said he wasn't playing well, but we said here's what's got to improve. He improved in the playoffs. Glad he played well for that three-game stretch in the playoffs. No question, especially the Super Bowl <laughs> and the divisional game. But at the end of the day, his career sample size is significant at this point, and it's significantly not good. It's where are the, splash not good where are the splash
4: plays, where the splash yeah. plays, Devin. Where are the sacks, where are the interceptions, yeah. where are the forced fumbles. Where are they? Haven't yeah. seen him. Season's at, halfway over. Right, and and he gets up, and honestly, just didn't.
3: You know, like I said, you people know me. I've seen me do a million. And I like Devin
4: play. White. I yeah. like Devin White. I
3: said the Bucks sure were going to draft him. him. Play yeah. better. I'm the last person that criticizes players for, but that post game presser was like, tell me that's a guy who recognizes
4: he's got to play way hey, better. You're be exactly playing. right. Listen, um, leave it to John and I to call out Ross Cockrell for, for not playing well. Okay. That's not yeah. your job. Now, he didn't call out Ross Cockrell by name, but right. it, but he pretty much implicated him today by saying, well, I, I, what did he say? I prefer playing with Carlton Davis and Sean
3: Murphy. He said, no, he basically was like, we need to get healthy. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, and he said he, he praised Todd Bowles, but he said, you know, he said we need to get healthy. That's the biggest thing. Like we've just, you know, the guys, some of the guys that are out here. And he was like, I, I, well, he said something like I have better communication or better, a uh, vibe better when, when Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting are out when Sean and Carlton are back. And I want to have those guys back. And,
4: you know, I get it. Like, of I'm course. sure that that's
3: true. hundred percent starting like,
4: cornerbacks. Why yeah. Why are well, you bringing I mean, it, nobody course. even asked him about that? Exactly. Like, that's the up. point, it's John. The You're exactly right. You're exactly you know, right. I,
3: Again, like if he was playing great and then he got up there and said yeah. that, okay, well like a different story. What's a big a lot different story when you're consistently playing like the worst guy on the field. Yeah, like yeah. Don't, don't and sit, sit there the
4: and throw the backups under the bus when you're not playing well, when you give up forty five yards of penalties. Okay. And listen, yeah, I I right. thought the, the horse collar thing is ticky tack. I, I, I read the actual rule and it looked to me like he got more of the shoulder than the actual yeah. nameplate. But if you touch the nameplate, apparently it's a it's a penalty, another stupid penalty yeah. NFL, dumb. Penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um shouldn't be in the rule book to begin <laughs> with.
3: How many do you have to tackle a guy like it's impossible? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But
4: yeah, and, I mean, no I, question. And, and you know what? It I, honestly, it was a hell of a play by Devin White to you snatch him with one hand. I agree. And, You know, I agree. And, and bring him down. It was a hell of a play. Unfortunately, yeah. by by the, the league rules, it's a dumb penalty. But right, that's the way it is. But but yeah, it just listen, you're supposed to be the splashy player. We haven't seen it this year. And the other thing, too, is listen, I, I was all for Levante David coming back, right? And maybe Levante David's not 100%, okay? But to sit there and not cover the fullback going to the flat on the touchdown, and then you know you are a fringe Hall of Fame player. You have got to, got to, got to on fourth down. Get off that block by Adam Troutman. Come on. Listen. I'll you, say
3: this, too, on that play. Not he was t- held. Because I, he was held. Yeah, I think I – think, no, I, I don't know if it was a whole I, – I think it was a good block. Troutman is a good blocker, but I'll say this too. He's trying to get outside and turn it back inside. I still agree with you. Get off the block. Yeah. But if you All watch, you watch Kevin make Minter, a tackle. do you watch Kevin Minter? He's literally that. lost. He has no idea where the ball is. He's literally yeah. in the middle of the field. He's supposed to be scraping over there. And, and when David turns that back inside, to make a play, he's nowhere to be found. So yeah. yeah, plenty of blame to go around. No question. And can we, I mean, Dude, when are the Bucs going to stop leading the league in defensive offsides? I mean, they're giving away first downs. Like, I don't understand. We are in three years of this happening. Like, this has just been a consistent staple. Jason Pierre-Paul, Ndamukong Suh, Shaq Barrett, always at the top of the league. Like, not just those three guys, but almost always those three guys. I just don't understand how that can continue to happen. It's three years.
4: This is going to sound incredibly immature, what I'm about to say. And honestly, I don't care. My South Pasco Predators defensive line did a better job of not jumping offsides. We're talking about eight, <laughs> nine, 10, 11 year olds. Seriously.
3: That is incredibly disrespectful.
4: <laughs> it's a fact. No, I, mean, I can show you the wrong. game film. It's a fact. I can't okay? believe. It's There's third and five. Hold on the your water. On the
3: play clock. You can't look at that and just time up. Like it's not even a hard count. You're just playing dumb football. It's really bad. I mean, that, that's. Every game, too, like that. We're yep. talking about in this game because they lost, and you don't want to talk about after a thirty-eight-three win. But come on, I mean that's just so yeah, ridiculous happens all the time. Every John. single it does.
4: game. You know, like, here's the story in the, the Bears game last yeah, year. The, the other thing too is this, like Jason Pierre-Paul. It's like, yeah, one job, man. Contain, contain, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. he's chasing the ball he, and, and didn't yep, see the reverse. I mean, yep. it's, it's like just he didn't even see just, it coming. Like didn't even didn't even look for it. Didn't even yeah. look for it. You know, do your yeah, job. There's, Stay at home.
3: There's a lot of bad. Uh, there's missed tackles were egregious after the interception. I mean, there was a brutal one by Jordan Whitehead at the line of scrimmage. Brutal one by Pierre Dissier out there, no question. Yeah, you know, players deserve blame for it. I think Todd Bowles also. You know, a couple of issues that I mainly had. They're playing way too far off in a lot of short yarded situations. The third and five at the end of the game on the Saints game-winning drive was an example of that, like mm-hmm. Pierre Sears playing another zip code. It's just an easy <laughs> yeah. pitch and catch underneath for Trevor Simeon. Yeah. A couple of the early drives were products of the same things. I disagree with consistently dropping defensive linemen into coverage because a check-down quarterback is going to throw underneath, and you That's cannot right. rally to the football when you do not have elite athletes in those positions to be able to do that. Agreed. Play with more defensive backs, yeah. that doesn't happen, but he's so preoccupied with stopping the run that Sometimes that doesn't happen, and yeah. he has to and, and we saw on a defensive line. Chase
4: and Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett lose contained. Let Trib- Trevor yeah. Simeon get outside. I mean, it just it just it's just a bad football. It's just and not one playing. sack. Is that right? Really? One, one sack s- by Andama Sue. One sack against Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon.
3: Simeon one. walked
4: into that sack. If we're being he walked yeah. straight in. Yes, it. like that's yeah. And oh, but I we, it, like, I'm going to give Sue some credit. He beat Ryan Ramchick on that sack, and and really just he 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 bulldozed ryan ramsey and that that's not easy to do so that was a good good play by sue but yeah simeon kind of ran away just
3: yeah yeah i i and they had him a couple times the one was on the touchdown drive by the saints um the the second one i think of the game maybe third one of the game and they had him back at the 50 yard line and they just let him get away they let him get out and back up and get away from them and i'm just like you guys gotta fit i mean that could have that was the game that was third and a mile at that point if they sack him there. And they just let him get outside, and he ends up running for a gain of three. He gets all the way around and runs and puts him in third and six, and they convert. They score a touchdown. Those plays are just huge, man. To me, this defense, they got to get healthy. There's no question. Our job to say that, not Devin White's, but they got it. no question. They're playing without Dee Delaney, without Richard Sherman, without Carlton Davis, without Sean Murphy bunting today. And Pierre Desir was bad. He he got beat a bunch of times. It wasn't good. Ross Cocker got beat a couple times. It wasn't good. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of negative to go around for sure in the secondary. A lot of it was underneath. It wasn't like they threw that on the field all day, right. but still some big plays in those situations. Tackling just wasn't missed good tackles. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and Dean did play well, to be honest. The catch at the end of the game was really frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. Think. Seem like he just kind of laid off the. Road. Maybe he thought Winfield was going to jump it. I'm not sure, but yeah, it, yeah. Th- but the, they need Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis back, and maybe Murphy Bunting's still bad. But, yeah. but
4: but they. John, need you know what this? You know what this defense really needs? A friggin' Celsius. That's, That's scary. right, Celsius. <laughs> Celsius heat. Hopefully, I got my peach vod Hopefully, you Buccaneer fans, computer report readers, viewers, and, and listeners took advantage of this free promo they had. All you have to do is just go to Celsius, uh, the link that we had in our description, and, uh, and just put your name in, your email address, and uh, they're going to pick three winners to get a case of the Celsius Heat orn Sickle. And this has really been kind of my, my flavor in October and why not right it's, it's halloween this is an orange and black can so it's appropriate yeah. but the the great thing about it is is it just it's got uh it's got the ability to burn fat it provides healthy energy it's got vitamins in it boosts endurance accelerates your metabolism that's that's the cool thing about heat as opposed to the other celsius uh this this thing really burns the calories and uh and, you know i need it
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's great stuff. Great flavors. Click that link down below. It's the easiest giveaway to enter in the world. Click that link. Get in there. What is this? The last day, right? Uh, right Actually,
4: yesterday was yesterday. Oh, yesterday was last week. Never mind. Don't
3: click that link because it won't help you at all. (laughs) I thought it was the end of. Today's the last day in October, isn't it?
4: It is, yes. Well, it's Halloween. It was a promotion through the uh, three.
3: Through, so. okay, all right. Well, you're screwed. That's it. <laughs> yep. Order some well, well, on Amazon. There's going to be three winners
4: true. though next week. That's the cool thing is they're going to yeah, pick three winners and they're going to get a That's free right. case of Celsius. Yeah. Shout Hornsicle. out in the
3: chat. So, yes. Shout out in the chat if you win next week. Uh, we'll yes, be looking please for you for sure. Uh, here's a $5 super chat from Arvinger who says all the super chats tonight should go to Ledger's personal account, which will soon go to underdog fantasies account. Yes, I need that. Hey, I right
4: could now. use some too. I've not had a good weekend with my bookie, so you can throw some yeah. my way as well.
3: Yeah, it's definitely some uh, Scott's way for sure. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more super chats. I want to make sure yeah. we get to all there of you. them. I think. We missed one from Buck. I I threw it up earlier. I I did. Oh, did you? So thank thank
4: you for that. Yeah.
3: Uh, Yeah. Robert Farmer, $10 super chat. Much appreciated, Robert. I don't know how well Dean played. The rest of our DBs were so bad that they targeted them. Yeah. Dean did play pretty well. I think in this game, to be honest, I'll take his performance. That's a winning performance to me uh, by him in this game. Uh, The rest of the corners. Yeah. Did not play great again. I mean, it's just one of the things though. Like, it's not like, Ross Cockrell gave up 200 yards in this game. Right, he gave up a right. touchdown for sure. You know, I think he gave up another play at one point in the game. But like Ross Cockrell is not your biggest issue. You can you yeah. can live with two bad plays from your corner. You can't live yeah. with a lot of penalties. You can't live with consistently giving other teams great down and distances. That's and right. This is totally different. Like so. Yeah.
4: yeah John, uh, let's let's go to the stats real quick. Thirty-six to twenty-seven. Saints win this one. Tom Brady four touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, I love everything that Tom Brady did except for that last pick six because he yeah, just agreed. did not see P.J. Williams, and it's disappointing, right, because it's like you you kind of expect you expect that game-winning drive. You saw it against the Cowboys in week one. You saw it a couple times last year where Tom Brady and Ryan Suckup team up, and they end up winning the game for Tampa Bay. It didn't happen today because as good as Brady was, four touchdowns, three of which came in the second half to really rally the Bucs and take that lead. There was the interception yeah, – And listen, there was an interception in the first uh, half. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson got one uh, after holding Tyler Johnson for the first 10 yards on that route.
3: Right. He decided
4: to let go of Tyler Johnson and peel off and pick the pass off. And then PJ Williams seals the deal.
3: Yeah. One of those frustrating games in terms of how Brady's going to be probably perceived coming out of it because he's 28 of 40 in that game. There were at least probably, what, five or six drops? Mm -hmm. I had a couple. Goblin had one. Uh, yeah. Tyler johnson i won at the end of the game there's five or six drops in this game so i mean he barely the ball barely hit the ground for brady the yeah. first interception swung the game but it was egregious two egregious missed calls on the same play with with uh tyler johnson and chris godwin being held right where the ball was thrown uh
4: johnny um, was saying the refs blew a call in this game no
3: couldn't be. Blew it epically and so Because of that, he'll have another interception on that stat line. And then when really, I mean, yeah, he barely threw an inaccurate pass all game. 375 yards, hit the deep ball several times. Um, You know, could have been in position for more if there hadn't been as many officiating errors as there was against a really good defense. But because the offense finishes the game on the field last, and I actually said this on the the game day in live in-game stream, I said I hate that the offense is on the field last year because if they fail to get this game-winning field goal, and anyway, even if it was, you know, missed field goal, they're gonna be the ones that are remembered rather than the performance that should be remembered, which is the fact that this defense let Trevor freaking Simeon go down the field on them. Oh, it, may, it might over as well have been Trevor sykema
4: John. It might as well have been Trevor sykema if we're being honest.
3: <laughs> I mean, they basically did the same this Trevor put about as about as many quality plays as Trevor Simeon did today. And just unbelievable that that yeah. guy never felt like he had to do a difficult thing in that game yeah. for that team to win. It's so embarrassing. Bruce yep. Buccaneer Bruce did want to recognize your super chat. This was super yep. frustrating. Devin White is one of my least fair Buccaneers of all time. Uh, yeah, I understand the frustration for sure. Again, he's still young. He's got opportunities to turn it around. I just do not like what I've seen this season. I don't want to harp on it too much. There's plenty of plenty of things to get to in this game, but yeah, I, I do think this is encouraging, Scott. We're gonna to get to plenty more bad, I'm sure, but. I think it's encouraging that the Bucks' offense went out and kind of found their way without Gronkowski, without yes. Antonio Brown, without Scotty Miller, Cyril Grayson got involved and had what should have been the game-winning touchdown if yeah. the defense didn't take a leak down their leg, but those things should have been kind of enough in this game, and what the yeah. offense did was absolutely, especially with the second half, first half, I think they got unlucky a little bit, to be honest, like the pick was obviously huge, and that was, that play sucked, the fumble by Brady was one of the weirdest plays, I mean, yeah. the in perfect position on cam jordan brady almost never kind of in a bad position in the pocket yeah. and felt should've like have just, cam stepped jordan just stepped
4: yeah, up should have just yeah
3: should have stepped up or slit i think he thought he was going to throw the ball i can't wait to see the coverage on this play he thought yeah. he was going to just throw it and get it out and at the last second he saw something pulled the ball down ended up just fumbling a weird kind of play again didn't think it would sustain offense came out second half showed that that stuff wasn't sustainable went down the field a bunch of times hit big plays kind of did what they wanted to and they weren't penalizing themselves like the only drive they had that bogged down i felt like really was what because of penalties right like the penalty the holding on uh, i think it was jensen um so yeah i felt there was a lot of good things in terms of finding solutions offensively obviously you just needed one stop at some point i mean you just need to stop at the end of the game at the end of the the day
4: you can't go to new orleans commit 11 penalties for 99 yards even half of them let's let's say the ref screwed you for half of them that's fine you still can't have those Untimely penalties and then lose the turnover battle three nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. they, they, they that, also, it's
4: going to be a loser every time.
3: I agree. I would say the most encouraging thing, and we'll get to Matt's thought. Yeah, Clean shaven Matt's thoughts here too. Um, But wait, that is I would Matt. say this. I, that is Matt. That's him. Oh my gosh! I, say I thought this. it was like
4: a new intern or something we had. I was like, who? The, who is this guy? That yeah, is you. I recognize to, uh, the voice. But just trying no beer.
2: Yeah, no beer. I might have to grow it back now since the you know since the box loss can't yeah. can't
4: start it off like that.
3: Look, I'm trying to make an incredible point here. Before, we <laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry, I play the role of Mark Cook. Love Captain, interruption. Go ahead. Go ahead, John, with your amazing. I don't point. What I was say.
3: No, I was just going to say. I thought. I know that it looked like three sacks at the end of the game, and there were two. Two at the end of the game. One was a coverage sack, and the other one, Alex Kappa, got beat the first sack worfs like i said i think that was not on worfs at all I, I would argue with any scorekeeper that puts that on worfs would i would i would argue yeah. with that uh, pretty vehemently um but i would say the bucks offensive line was exceptional in this game until that last meaningless when they're down 9 or whatever like i, I agree they did but they were exceptional throughout this game against a really good defensive front oh, yeah. and against a ton of blitzes so yeah. the what i'm trying to say there is just that sustainably do i see a lot of reasons why the bucks will like be a bad team the rest of the way? No, and I'll get to more about this at the end. This loss in and of itself is incredibly frustrating because it could have been going into the bye, strangled in the division. I mean, Saints lost James Winston for the season, probably. Not that he was, Trevor Simeon probably played better than Winston would have, Um, but you know, not that that will be, but I don't think the Saints win the division with Trevor Simeon. The Falcons and the Panthers were a travesty of a game today. I don't have any qualms about the Bucs moving forward. My frustration is about this game because they should have and could have played a lot better and won yep. this game and in a vacuum they just didn't and that's really frustrating.
4: Yeah. I listen, I I you know, I I can't go to my bookie and put a, a bet down right now because they don't have the lineup yet for the rematch, but I'm I'm going to go heavy with the Bucks next time. I don't see them losing to to Trevor Simeon again, and they're not going to be having Jameis Winston back. I don't think I, it, they're calling it a significant injury. Although Jameis Winston was dancing on crutches, uh, <laughs> in, eating a W uh, again in, in the Saints locker room after this game. Just crazy stuff. I was yeah, laughing I was, pr- I know pretty hard at that.
2: I'm not going to lie. I was laughing pretty hard at that. Oh, just yeah. like their ridiculousness of the whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> like him in yeah. crutches and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that's Jameis the Saints, for
3: you. Saints fans are obviously, you know, this will be a big one for them. But, oh, but yeah, ultimately one team's headed in one direction and the other one, I just don't I – don't, I don't see the Saints having the ingredients. They might sneak in and get a wild card. Be a sport, well, but we'll
4: John, in. I mean this. This. this makes up for the divisional playoff loss, right?
3: yeah right. right that that'll yeah. oh yeah they're,
4: they're all square now yeah exactly yeah
3: yeah but matt, here's the big think?
4: thing oh good, good yeah time. i, was, I, didn't say, say, I was just gonna Go say ahead.
3: here's the big thing what does matt matera think that's oh, okay. yeah I,
2: I mean infuriating is definitely the word that comes to mind i think especially on the defensive side of the ball i mean even starting at the beginning when james was still in the game what was going on with – they were getting pressure, but were just not – they would lose contain of their lanes, and Jameis would keep running up the field, and then Jameis gets knocked out of the game, unfortunately. And like Trevor Simeon, one of his first passing attempts, he like breaks free of another sack. Um, yeah. That was frustrating. All the penalties obviously were ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, the officiating was terrible, but I tried to – Not outside all of the penalties of-
4: were, were – Well, actually, right. are, are, you, are you saying that there's officiating – is the reason why they're ridiculous or just the, the fact that they were penalized? Like for example, no, the, I think Shaq and JPP offsides on third and five. Exactly. That and was ridiculous, but it was exactly. a valid call. We didn't even talk Ronald,
2: about Ronald Jones false start. Like that's not, that's be, not yeah. on the refs. That's stupid penalties that yeah. you're committing. And then some of the, yeah, sure. Some of the penalties, like the, the will Golston not getting a call for his, getting his helmet ripped off. Right. That's all on the officiating. Yep. I try not to, you know, Say, oh, a team lost because the the ref screwed them over. It's
4: okay, while, you can because that happened the today. Bucks,
2: sure, the Bucks yeah. got some bad calls, but ultimately you still have to be better than that. I mean, yeah. the the Devin White the taunting penalty, while it's stupid, it should not have been called. Same way that it shouldn't have been called uh, in the Philadelphia game when Leonard Fournette ran the ball. Um, you just you know that the refs are going to make those types right. of calls. Why even put yourself in the situation? That infuriated me. Um, Infuriated me that you know a team led by Tom Brady loses to who was essentially a third string quarterback and Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I was so mad at that damn drive where Anthony Nelson went off sides when it was a uh, second and goal. So because of that five yard penalty, why, it got is, he the in, why down. is he
3: in a non blowout? It got exactly. the Saints down ah. to the one
2: yard line, and then he looked like he had cinder blocks on his cleats because they ran that pitch to the outside to Kamara on Nelson's side. I know. And Kamara like slowed down. He bobbled the ball. It was like, okay, like they might have a chance here. Levante <laughs> David has to get off that block. Of course. Has to. But like, come on, Anthony Nelson, don't look like you're running in molasses or sand yeah. or something like that. There's yeah. just so
4: many little plays that, all right, it all. I, it I, all I've, yeah. I've seen this a lot. Bucks got out coached. Listen, no, no, they didn't. They, I, I, they, I will
3: say this I don't think on the offensive the they found a lot of answers. Like, Did offensively, this, the Bucks found more answers today than they've ever found against the Saints. Like, they put yeah. piled up yards, what no four doubt. and some yards should no have doubt. won the game if not for the turnover, should have won by a lot, not yeah. for the turnovers and the penalties. Like, offensively, I don't think defensively like, absolutely. Sean Payton worked Todd Bowles, in my opinion. Like, so the rever- I mean, there was just so many. And again, it's part of, it's the discipline. The players are not either they're not being coached well, or they're, we suddenly are to believe that Jason Pierre-Paul and all these players that have been smart their whole careers are not looking for things they should be looking for. Like, The end. The reverse in that situation. Listen, you know what? A lot of those plays.
4: If that's Joe Tryon Shoenka, you you can almost give him a pass. He's a rookie, but but when you when you're an established veteran who's been to the Pro Bowl in one Super Bowls, (laughs) like Jason Pierre-Paul, like do your job.
3: Yeah, it just feels like that situation. Like they should be like, what's your like? Where where is he on the field? Like find him and know that they're. This is a very prime opportunity for. Trick play, you know, like as yeah. I mentioned, playing off coverage so much and giving Trevor Simeon so many open looks. I Also, the timing of blitzes has been horrible this year. Like, do you notice how late guys are yes. even crossing the line of scrimmage on blitzes? Yep. If you're going to send – I mean, what he sent, how many – was cover zero on that touchdown pass from Winston. Why? Like, why yeah. are you doing that in that situation? I just – I completely disagree with sending the house and leaving corners that – are clearly not uh, not great right. at this point yeah. with all the injuries on islands. In those situations, it was it was
4: yeah. just bad Speaking to me. Like, just the injuries. Sean Payton describes any injury for quarterback Jameis Winston as significant, mm. potentially season-ending situation. It looked that way. So I mean, when you're getting carted off the field, you know, not off, yeah. you know, yeah. off the sidelines. So. And their
3: next few games, by the way, they play the Falcons, uh, then at Tennessee, the Eagles, the Bills, the Cowboys, uh, the Jets, and then the Bucks again. So they do have some real tough ones coming up. by yeah. uh, The Cowboys, Bills, and Titans, obviously highlighting that. But and the Jets. Hey, I mean, Atlanta. I mean, they you can see with Trevor Simeon.
4: Say that again, Matt?
2: I said, and happened? the Jets. They they only beat the best team in the AFC. So. That's not oh, good there you point.
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat's off, Matt, Actually, props. That was yeah. that was a, that was a, one of the most surprising results of the year to me. Um,
1: should he start uh, finding for interrupt.
3: penalties. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the two dollars super chat. Should BA yep. start finding for penalties? Well, he's got that's, the he's got the that's
2: accountability that's sheet already as it is. So I, well, g- I guess you got to take yeah. it once. Put some teeth in that up.
4: accountability sheet. You know, put a little skin in the game, right?
3: Yeah, I mean that's not going to work in the NFL. But here's the thing: players got to they can't need that extra motivation to to figure it out. Like here's the mm-hmm. the big deal is that they have to get better at it. And officiating has been. So one-sided against the Bucks this year. That is going to come back around. It There is going to be a regression. It is going to help them. In a, I don't think it's helped them in a single so. game this year. <laughs> I mean,
4: so.
3: I mean, it, but it's not, it can't stay this way. Like, John, I'm going to believe you.
4: John, I'm going to believe you. You know why? Because it's you're gonna be perfect bad, this year. Saying. No, you're perfect with your picks this year. You're perfect. <laughs> That's true. So you know yeah. what? Yeah. You picked the Saints to win today, and you're right. And Buccaneer fans hate might it. hate might hate you for it, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't. I'm
1: you're not right. making it happen.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm frustrated that I really wanted to. Be, if there was one, I really want to be wrong about. Especially yeah, no, one, yeah. Because I've not picked the Bucks to lose very often. I picked them to lose the Rams game earlier this year, and obviously they did. But Cali Bucks is not not my biggest fan right now. I, I think he <laughs> thinks if I pick them to lose, then it makes it happen. Right? I, I don't have that much power. Cali Bucks. I, I don't know. Value. I wish that I did. If I did, <laughs> maybe you've that's some connections week.
2: that we don't know about, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would pick them to win every week if I had Matt. that power because it's way better for the job. Um, but no, I think that yeah, it's uh, here's my big thing, and we'll get to game balls here. There you go, John. I, Yeah, I don't think they're. I think they're going to lose one game at most the rest of the season. I really do. That's what I think. I think they're going to come out of the bye. Of course you do, because you are going to be right. (laughs) They're going to be fourteen and three. I said that before the season, right? That's right. Oh, that was the worst actually on the preseason podcast when I said they were going to lose this game before the season even started. That was far enough off that I got I got crucified
4: (laughs) for picking thirteen and four. I am like the negative Nancy of Peter Report. You know, I am sorry, unbelievable. I'm only picking 13 wins, which would be yeah. the best record of all time in Tampa <laughs> Bay yeah. history. Sorry. Yeah,
3: and let's see what happens in the house one loss. But I think the NFC is going to. I mean, Arizona's they're not a they're not a 15 and two team in my opinion. Right. So we'll see. There's a long yeah. way to go. I don't have any conclusions to make about the end of the season, and I think the Bucks are still going to win the division. And we'll see what happens with the one seed. Wait, a lot of football left to play. Yeah. Um. It's the Saints win this game, but. Oh, I'll say this about Jameis if he actually had turned over new leaf and certainly there was not enough evidence to suggest that he had uh, before that injury. Um, yeah, it, it's, I just don't know that they're going to have any, we're close to the same upside with Trevor Simeon, at quarterback. Um, I agree. Man, Money wants to know, was John perfect until the saints playoff game? No, I got the bears game wrong in the regular season last year. Kind of like, yes. we all, and, um, Here's I got uh, the, it. Wasn't the Saints game? I picked the Bucks no. to win the Saints game. It was the Packers, the NFC Championship game. I thought yes, they would lose that right. game, and uh, then I picked them in the Super Bucks in the Super Bowl too. So, um, yeah, so I've been wrong a couple times. It has happened, yep. but not this season so far. So we'll see. All right, we got to do our game balls, don't we? Yes, uh, is that time
4: Yeah, we do? Is yeah,
3: it, is it the time though?
4: Well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's For, let's do um, let's do it.
3: Okay. I was waiting for the graphic. <laughs> oh, okay.
4: <I> know. <laughs> here we go. How about that?
3: Thank you. I was trying to get graphic. Like, I hey, yeah, yeah that yeah. Right. seems good.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Game balls presented by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. If you don't know about Manscaped, folks, you got to find out about it because Manscaped is the global leaders in below the waist grooming. You want to shave your pubes with a Tom Brady of ball trimmers. Here we go. You can do it with the brand new lawnmower 4.0. The Go technology in the Lawnmower 4.0. Here's all that it has. This thing is unbelievable. There's a great LED light, so you can see everything that's going on down there. No nicks, no nothing like that. Nice, clean, comfortable shade. You gotta love it. Also, it has a travel lock so it's not buzzing in your backpack, letting everybody know. Well, actually, you should let everybody know you're a manscaper. We'll that's show right. you how in a second, actually. But um no, we won't. That's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, we won't, well, will literally show you what you want. We'll see. Yeah. This podcast can get crazy at times. Um, yeah. And the other thing about it is that it's waterproof. And so you can take it in the shower. It's awesome. Uh, a wonderful uh, feature about the Manscaped Performance Package. 4. Hold on one second, oh. John.
4: Uh, true or false, Matt? Did you actually shave your beard off with, with, the, <laughs> with the, the lawn mower 4.0? point True. I uh, not 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 okay. You did. You can you can not the beard.
2: You, you could switch out razors and you can use it. You know, just uh, as just, well. But I just didn't curious. Wanna, I didn't want to get a little cross pollination there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well said. Excellent. <laughs> All right, John. Carry on. Carry on, John. Um, Yes,
3: and the Alco comes with the weed whacker, uh, the, the ear and nose hair trimmer. That's a good. That's
4: a. That thing is great as well. That is yeah, great. It's great. Now no, no, listen, hold on. I got to stop you for a second. Scott <laughs> always goes in on this. We part. we sold like three of those uh, packages last week because I was pimping the ear hair, hair, the ear hair and nose hair trimmer. It works, and the best thing is it doesn't snag. It doesn't like you stick it up there, stick it up there, and it's done. It does the job no snags, yeah. nothing. It works right. Buy manscape for Absolutely. that product alone. And you're going to be satisfied. Carry on. Yep.
3: And then you get the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver ball toner, and you get the travel bag, which is clutch. That's how you can let everybody know you're a manscaper. Um, and you get the most comfortable boxer briefs of all time. They're, they're unbelievable. Um, and so here's the deal: you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code Pewter20, P-E-W-T-E-R 20 at Manscaped.com. 20 percent off and free shipping. And Scott, there's another little part of this that's a great deal. Yes, there is.
4: Right? Yeah, we got Pewter Report T-shirts. These things have oh, been flying yeah. off the shelves here uh, because you guys are buying all this Manscaped product and supporting our efforts here at Pewter Report. And listen, the great thing is the holiday season's coming up. So whether you're getting Manscaped for yourself, or you're you're getting it for one of the dudes in your life, your dad, your granddad, your uncle, your college roommate, your best friend, your cousin, whoever, um, you can keep the shirt for yourself. So it's kind of like a, a two-for-one gift. You can give one away, and then you can keep the, the t-shirt for yourself, or you just get that free bonus gift. Now, the thing is, for the for the t-shirt, here's what I need you to do: when you make your your order using the promo code pewter20, you're going to get an emailed receipt. The good news is it has none of your financial information on it. No credit card numbers, nothing. I don't need that. Don't want it. But what it does have is your address, which I do need to send you the free shirt. So you're going to email that to me at at Pewterreport.com. Send that to me and then let me know in the email, hey, I want a black shirt. I want a gray shirt or I want a white shirt. Those are the three choices. Pick one and give me your size and we're going to send you the free shirt and then manscape will send you uh the goods that you purchase from them
3: yep it's a great deal and let's get to our manscape game balls i don't know who's i don't know who's also showing up on the show i don't know if jc or casey are coming by on the show or not we'll find out i guess we'll let it be a surprise but manscape game balls uh your balls will thank you matt you get to go first today
2: oh lucky me yeah um, Yeah. Offensively, I, first of all, I don't even really think there's a lot of game balls to go around, just the way this, this game went. But uh, God, for the offense...
3: Downer, my gosh, somebody get this guy a drink.
2: <laughs> I mean, they lost They lost to a third-string quarterback. <laughs> um, they were
4: ahead with, like, a couple minutes left in the fourth <laughs> quarter, though. They came to you rally, Matt. I'm just kidding. I mean, they lost time, to a
2: third-string quarterback. Um, offensively, I'm going to go with... Uh, Tyler Johnson really stepped up today. He made some uh, big-time third-down catches... Obviously, there's no replacing Antonio Brown, but I thought he did a, a very formidable job flexing right there in that photo. Um, it's a good sign for the future for the Bucs because obviously um, this is way down the road, but who knows how long you'll have all three of those Hall of Fame receivers on your team. Tyler Johnson, uh, with much more significant minutes in this game, I thought uh, really, really did a great job. Um, defensively, again, even more. For the defensive side, I don't really see too many people that were really worthy of uh, getting a game ball. But um, I'm going to go with JPP. He had a couple of uh, pass breakups, um, you know, had a rush going. Oh,
3: that was horrible. uh, Yeah, like,
2: I don't know. None of it was really that good. So,
3: on defense, yeah. Yeah,
2: JPP made some, you know, broke up some plays. Should have had a third pass breakup, but they called the penalty on uh, Devin White. So,
3: I think we'll look back at the tape and see. I know the touchdowns were a problem, but I think we'll look back at the tape and see Levante David was amazing against the run because he made like five, six stops near the line of scrimmage. Um and Whitehead made a couple too, to be fair to him, but but overall, now nobody I I can't I'll be surprised if anybody looks good defensively going back. I mean, <laughs> maybe the D tackles, they were all right. Right. Rough other than that. I guess Winfield had the pick that should have counted.
4: Yeah. And then he I almost picked he another pass off. There. So
3: I guess he played well yeah that's that's mine seize it right now don't take it man <laughs>
4: there you go <laughs> okay uh john you just want me to keep going yeah yeah go for it all, all right, right way there john
3: yes he had a pick that should have counted if the refs weren't trash um he also had an almost a near interception on simeon's uh first throw of the game i believe um yeah i think he played well across the board i'm trying to think if he did anything egregiously bad. He definitely made a couple tackles after other guys missed tackles. <laughs> um, that was for sure. I don't think he did anything egregiously bad in this game, really, which that pretty much gets you the game ball that, defensively. That's in a game fair like analysis, that. it's, John. It's I like it. Disastrous. And then uh, offensively, yeah, I'm definitely giving it to Tom Brady. I mean, the Bucks don't have a chance at winning a game like this. The old Bucks don't have a chance at winning a game like this if Brady doesn't ball out. Yeah. Uh, all the players they're missing. Yeah, the last throw of the way game didn't go their way. Uh, it wasn't a good throw, no question never should have been in that situation at all. Uh, Ridiculous that he was even put in that situation. He's carried him a few times this season when the defense has been pretty pathetic and you keep putting anybody in that situation, you're going to eventually see a bad play out of him. And it was a bad play. So, he needs to own that and he definitely did own that afterward uh, but man they don't get back in the game if he isn't hitting deep balls all over the place and the throw to mike evans was such a good throw tight yeah. coverage a lot of more dpi evans made a great catch you could give the game ball to a lot of guys on offense in my opinion uh, i think that side of the ball offensive linus they played great and yeah. godwin evans beat Lattimore more than we'd seen him Lattimore grabbed him on the first one that they missed deep and yeah i thought there was a lot of uh, put a lot of positives on that side of the ball right. just again penalties and the turnovers which i know some part of its lock and one of them was a bad call but that's the stuff they gotta avoid but to me i thought brady played great against the defense that's probably about as hard to play against the way the bucks were playing how many third downs were they in in that game i mean it was a unbelievable third down. 8 um, 13 on eight third 13. Down. yes and lost 13. the game that's absurd <laughs> throw <laughs> this you, defense when, in the ocean man unbelievable. when
4: when you don't Create any takeaways, and uh, in the one you do it gets called yeah, back it gets because called. of a ridiculous penalty, right? And you lose the turnover Gosh. margin three nothing. That's what happens, John. Good, so gracious. okay, so uh, appreciate you guys not that's stealing good. my game balls. So, um, <laughs> wait, are you gonna go next? Or
3: are we gonna get Casey? I, I'm, I'm, gonna go I'm gonna go
4: next because I, I gotta do news channel. Oh, okay. I'm gonna bow out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you okay. and uh, and Casey and JC and, and the show today. So that's
3: a good, that's a um, good job. Yeah,
4: plus I don't want anybody stealing my my game ball. so... Can't give it to Blaine Gabbard because you know (laughs) Bruce Arians didn't follow the script. Still, I'm just saying, maybe maybe you put Blaine in there that last minute drive, he doesn't throw a pick six. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Nostradamus, I can't predict. Has he thrown
3: a single pick or a pick six this season?
4: He has not, that's right, he has not. So, um, but listen, I Technically, because he didn't play, I can't give it to Blaine Gabber, which I'm not going to do. But uh, I am going to give um, – I mean, listen, when you're talking about wide receivers, right, I mean, it's – I don't know that we can say he's been one of the best wide receivers this year, Um, but he showed up big time today. And, you know, what I'm talking about is a, a guy that a guy that knows Louisiana, always plays really well in Louisiana. Okay, for some reason. he Always plays well in Louisiana. And that's Sarah Grayson. I mean, one target, one catch, he blew right by his guy. Like the guy wasn't even there, okay? Just zoomed right past him, smoked yeah. his guy, and was wide open. I mean, you you don't see Mike Evans or Chris Godwin that wide open, okay? And what did Doink do? He didn't Doink. There's no Doink. He actually caught the ball. My I
2: was jaw, actually, I my was jaw actually
4: dropped. A, <laughs> when I was like, listen, is it real
2: Grayson is down the field. Like, listen, I, I I
4: was afraid for Cyril Grayson because I saw the ball coming and, and all of a sudden I was like, Holy shit, that's Cyril Grayson. Oh my God. You know, because at first I thought that was Tyler Johnson. I'm thinking, wait a minute, Tyler can't run that fast. Oh, and it's not one eight, it's one five. I mean, I'm 49 yeah. years old, my eyes, you know. But I'm like, oh my God, that's that's Cyril Grayson, don't drop it. And he didn't. And he didn't even try to catch with his face mask. He caught it with his hands this time. He <laughs> scored a touchdown. It was amazing. I little, was it, in utter
2: shock. Things. I needed I needed like a minute to process the whole thing. I did too. The, the yeah, I was like, are I, you kidding
4: I'm, me? Uh, I'm going to scroll back. I, I'm not going to use the profanity that I used uh, in the group chat, but I did say he caught it, he caught it, he caught it in all <laughs> caps. I was like, great. So, yeah, we, when you're Cyril Grayson and you're a practice squad guy on Saturday and you're – you're activated and, and you know, you, you catch what could have and should have been the game when he touched it. Yeah. Good, good on you, mate. I mean, seriously. Like, yeah. like I, I can't call him doink anymore. He's now touchdown Grayson because that's what he did. Yeah. Last year he had three targets. He had two drops last
3: year. And yeah. he catch, w- caught one pass for three yards before today. Got right. a 50-yard touchdown that should have been the game winner except for the fact yep. that this defense was a complete and utter disaster and a joke. Yep. Scott, good game ball there. I appreciate your nod to Cheryl Grayson.
4: Yes, and and also a hat tip to Chris Godwin too. He did pretty good things. Eight catches, yeah, he's all right. forty yards, and a yeah. touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we so, didn't even really talk about. It. Yeah, he's basically a so, running I, back for the way they right. were throwing him on, on. On the defensive side of the ball, not like he was like great or anything, but in Sue, I'm going to give you a game ball just because but, yeah. you, you haven't a had sack. a you have had a sack since week two. You had six last year, plus you know a couple in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like you're getting paid nine million dollars. You got to show up in, in 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 the sack column, and so. And listen, it wasn't a chump sack either. He actually beat Ryan Ramchek one on one, yeah. did some big man things on that play, and it was the, the Bucks lone sack. So just really by um default. by the process of elimination by default, and Dominicus gets my game ball.
3: Good choice. All right, I love it. Scott right, let's... enjoy uh, that time over on the uh where are you going again?
4: Good What's that
3: interview? Being big time, is that what you're doing? Yeah, news channel eight. Big time. Yeah. Good. Enjoy that. You uh, we're going to finish up the pod over here and get some game balls from a few more people. Ooh. Excited to bring A.C. Hudson and J.C. Allen into the show to get your thoughts on today's performance. Casey, let's start with you. Hey. What are your general thoughts on the game? And then we'll jump into game balls.
1: Besides how miserable it was to actually watch it and have to continue watching it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those games that if it wasn't our coverage team that would have got shut off by the second quarter, yeah. that's for sure, because yeah. the whole first half was just garbage. Were, and then
3: You were triggered.
1: I was so triggered. I was so upset between the penalty calls and just the sloppy performance. I mean, mm. the Alvin Kamara touchdown, Anthony Nelson, like did he just – Where was he looking, or did he decide, like, I think he's got it because his name is Alvin Kamara, so let's just let him go? Like, when do you stop your running? Or since when do teams not play until the freaking whistle blows? There's been too many opportunities where guys are just letting off the gas, and it's like you don't know what could have happened if you, I don't know, would have just kept going. Jamal Dean had the same thing at the end of the game. So I think it's kind of a resounding vote that the defense did not show up today or do very well. I do have to agree with you on something, John. I do think a lot of it is coaching. There's on in many ways between play calling, but you know, everyone can harp on Devin white all day, but at the end of the day, when he goes to practice and goes to the facility and he has coaches encouraging his behavior or telling him that he's doing so well to the point that he doesn't think he needs to change his game or switch up anything. Like he's not going to, even as a leader on that team because he's getting pats on the back for what he's doing day in and day out. So a young guy who's being told that he's doing super well isn't going to change anything for the for the thoughts of anyone else. Um, right. So, yeah, that was just – it was terrible to watch. I wish I could have shut it off in the second quarter. But
3: Yeah, especially when the potential is what it is and they don't execute to that level over and over again. You know it's going to catch up with them against a better team. And he mm-hmm. thought maybe they could get away with it with Trevor Simeon out there today, but apparently that's uh, all Todd Bowles' defense needs to that fall in the face again. That was the worst part.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. Trevor
1: Simeon comes in, and and you would think that they would have kind of found a way to have an advantage with that. Um, yeah. No. I mean,
3: Taysom Hill wasn't even active for the game because he's out with a concussion. So, there's literally a the third-string quarterback.
1: Thank God he wasn't, or else they would have had another two touchdowns <laughs> on the Bucs. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. Taysom Hill's the guy who's typically throwing them for a loop when he comes in in the third quarter. Like, to think that right. their third – their third string quarterback can do what he did against one of the top who's supposed to be one of the top defenses in the league, regardless of the Mm -hmm. passing, you know, their passing game, not being so strong. That's scary, but it does all come down to the fact that they don't have a healthy team. I, realistically playing devil's advocate if you're a leader or a vet on this team and you're losing guys week in and week out and you're getting that much more pressure to perform put on your back there's emotions running rampant in that locker room some guys are displaying it some guys are not but I think they're pretty tired of like having to pick up the extra weight because you've got young or inexperienced or just you know guys who can't really cut it and I think we saw that in the press conference with Devin White he should have not said it to the media That's for sure. But I think the frustration of having to take on Mm -hmm. an extra load with these guys rotating in and out is getting to them.
3: Yeah, and 19 carries for 61 yards for Alvin Kamara. And then in the passing game, three catches for 15 yards. He he didn't do take over this game at all. There was nothing Mm -hmm. like that. To still lose that game after that, even holding him in check was, yeah, really, really bad. (laughs) JC, thoughts on this one? What's that?
0: He said you let Kevin White do something on you. Like what? The were you? <laughs> I thought that guy was extinct,
3: but banished. From was the they just they just That's brought him idea. up last <laughs> week.
1: Sorry.
3: It was yeah, it was bad. What are your thoughts, JC?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, first you know, obviously get the elephant out of the room. Officiating sucked. It was terrible. Oh. Uh, it and it continues to be awful. And you know, I I don't. Part of me is like, okay, because Brady's been getting the benefit of the doubt. People have been, oh, you know, Brady gets all the calls, all the calls. You look at him; Brady's not getting any calls this year, oh my god, at, <laughs> at all. So, like, I, yeah. I can't wait to hear Hater's excuse now. But yeah, it, it's got to turn around. Things got to come around. But it's technique for me. It's just all technique and fundamentals. If they don't go back, forget watching what you've done this first uh, part of the season. If you're not working on technique and fundamentals. All week during your bye week, I don't know what we're doing here because that's right. that's where it is. That's the biggest part, especially on defense. You know, not wrapping up on tackles, not um, you know, not uh, containing, not keep get, letting your eyes get mis uh, carried away by the quarterback by Trevor Simeon. Like, there's just so many different things, technique wise, and things that they these guys should know as professionals that they've learned throughout the whole their whole process of playing football that has just really been super sloppy with them. And it comes down to penalties as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ronald Jones makes a great run and then turns it into just a one yard game with a false start. It's yeah. just there's just so many different things there. Penalties kick their ass again, officiating kick their ass, and then yep. technique, mental errors, and not being able to wrap up whether it's for sacks, whether it's for tackles, letting them gain extra yards just killed this team. And it's going to continue to kill this team. And uh, I don't, I mean, Brady played subpar. I mean, he, he was subpar only. He's a, he has the most four touchdown games in league history, right? And yeah. 300 yeah. and some yards has never gone over 300 yards, but the the miscommunications with the receivers and uh you know just throwing mm-hmm. interceptions bad reads it's uh, you're not going to games like that at all not yeah. games.
1: it seems like there was a disconnect between him and the receivers on many plays i mean in my personal opinion it just it didn't look like they were on the same page in some crucial mm-hmm. moments and you can't tom brady can't do it, all of it so
3: no yeah i mean 12 incompletions in this game for brady five or six were drops at least five or six sure. were drops the first interception, as we talked about early in the show, was two obvious egregious defensive holds, not called right where the ball is thrown. I don't know how that happens. One directly leads to the interception when Godwin gets grabbed out of his break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he definitely got hung out to dry by officiating, got hung out to dry a few times by his teammates in this one. He's got to make a better read at the end of the game, uh, and he's got to avoid that sack, I think. That, that sack was not on worse. So I felt like Brady's got to move. He does 99 times out of 100. Um, so, you know, again, those weren't the plays, lost the game. Plays lost the game were the officials and the defense – And, uh, you know, obviously the Bucs don't have any chance in this game if Brady isn't as good as he is in this game. You know, like I said, four touchdowns, multiple plays down the field, tight window throws, um, some really phenomenal stuff. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And the fact that they've wasted two of those performances in losses is frustrating because it's the defense that can't figure things out. I will say this. They need to get healthy. That's part of it. They're playing without four corners today. (laughs) That's a big part of it. No question. Uh, At some point that hurts you. Uh, Is Sean Murphy Bunting going to be good when he comes back though? I don't know. Still question marks there. I think Carlton Davis will be. We'll see if they can get those guys back after the bye. Ian Rappaport kind of said that he thinks that might happen um, today. And Antonio Brown back after the bye as well. That would be big. Rob Gronkowski out of this game with a back injury. After the game, Bruce Arian said, Gronkowski probably shouldn't have played. You're the head coach. You should probably be making that decision. He re-injured himself. Arian's words, he re-injured himself. That is not good. The Bucks usually avoid doing those things. They handle injuries really well. Um, that is really bad stuff. Uh, we'll see more. Arians could just be speaking off cough. Maybe it isn't. You know, Arians gets injury stuff wrong a lot, but that's something to monitor for sure. Shaggy with the $5 super chat, more like low risk it, maybe a biscuit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was in, uh, in reference to a specific play or not. Eric Flynn with the $7 super chat. I appreciate this, Eric. Uh, need more geo and two-minute drills, in my opinion, seems to always make something out of nothing yeah he played well had a great run 24 yarder that's one of the longer runs of the season i want to say yeah. maybe it's yeah. maybe it's the longest i'm not sure but looked like he had uh some some great uh some great burst on that run uh would uh, would be would like to see uh that uh happened more often a little bit may out of the backfield we'll see all right let's get to your
0: comes in though too john you know like the players obviously have to execute better but i feel like this coaching staff can just get so stubborn in their ways that they don't make the proper adjustments they don't i mean running on first down again uh the opening play call i get you want to take a shot with evans but and and that looked like evans almost it looks like you there could have been a penalty there but also looks like evans if he he kind of pulled up a second with the defender yeah. there like i think he could have maybe caught that if he kept running for it extended his hands i don't know there's just some things i think the coaching staff can definitely retool and rework on and reevaluate themselves and try to get out of their own stubborn heads sometimes going forward but we'll see bye week some it's of it's really-
1: become a little predictable and then no offense but the trick play in the in the field position <laughs> oh that is garbage I don't mm-hmm. think that you take a risk at doing something like that when you're nowhere near the fifty-yard line. That could have cost them. Like they put themselves in a really bad position with just a crap trip call, trick call, way too early, way too early. Oh, I don't you know mean the match? Which and call? And stuff, for, the four. supposed to throw it back uh, to Brady. Like yeah, if you look yeah. at their field position, and you know how bad that could have gone really quickly, and yeah, you guys are not controlling the game. Why? That was a,
3: that was a little bit ambitious, especially because now they did convert that. Series into a new first down. The drive bogged down later, I believe. But yeah, that was not the play call I would have gone. it's such
1: that. a wasted play, and like you do that in New Orleans against a rivalry team in terrible field positioning. Who yeah. said that right. should be right. a thing?
3: Yeah, that was that was not <laughs> that the play that I.
1: I already was tapping out second quarter. I wanted to throw everything when that one went down. I was it, it was enough. Like Hocus Pocus yeah, was going it. on and I was over it the day. Right. <laughs>
3: let's let's talk about Jalen Darden in a second. First, I got I would be remiss if I didn't mention at this point our friends. Over at Living Golf Life and the outstanding products that they have. If you want to get on the golf course this week and you want to blow off a little bit of steam from this loss going into the bye week and knowing you have to hold this one for a while, enjoy the bye week, get out on the course and do it wearing some Living Golf Life stuff. You can go over to livinggolflife.com. Great polos, hats, koozies, glasses, all kinds of stuff check out their products. They've got some great new stuff coming out as well. Uh, So make sure you check out their products and you can get kind of some of these things as gifts or give them as gifts as well. Uh, would be great. So uh, check out livinggolflife.com and check out livinggolflife on Instagram as well uh, to get a hold of some of the great products that they're putting out there uh, right now. So uh, yeah, livinggolflife.com, definitely a big shout out to them. Uh, Let's talk about Jalen Darden uh, in this game, because somebody said, Why does he slip on every return? Ted, we appreciate the $5 super chat. Yeah, that's been a problem. Like, he was not very good in the return game uh, today. And I don't think he's going to be like one and done. And they're necessarily going like, to, you know, take him out of, you know, off the field or whatever. But that was a kind of a part that gets overlooked in this game. But he really made some questionable decisions and fell down on his own a bunch. <laughs> well, Ren, Ren,
1: it's not impressive. It looks like no, Ren
0: found the solution. Other. This is why. He ran right on the money. He must have been wearing Brent Grimes cleats. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't know if that was the issue or exactly what the issue was, but it did seem like he was having <laughs> trouble with the footing. And it was decision-making, too. Like what? I mean, he had uh, he had a, a, a punt that he caught, and when he should have absolutely called for a fair catch, got blasted right after it. And so some questionable things there for sure. All right, let's get to these game balls um, from both of you uh, from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, let's start with we start with KC for analysis. So let's go to JC first for game balls so here. JC offensive, defensive game balls.
0: Oh, this is easy. It's gonna be no, it's not Ross Cockrell this week. No more Ross yeah. Cockrell. He's he's not, been not showing up. Let him a touchdown. <laughs> not we're not we're not doing we're not doing any uh, Cockrell anymore. So um, yeah. on the offensive side, I'm gonna give it to I mean Chris Gowen Hell of a performance. Obviously, I don't know who you guys chose as your game balls before it came on here. Um, I, I would, I would, part of me wants to pick Chris Godwin just because of what he did, obviously, going off. But I'm going to give the nod to Tyler Johnson. I mean, uh, he five catches, 65 yards on six receptions, and uh, two of them were for really big third down plays. And, and you know, that first third down conversion, and then uh, the second on the back shoulder on the left side of the field, and then the second third down conversion, he's he's quickly becoming a guy that is. Good for third downs against the Saints. I mean, everyone, uh, everyone goes back to that play last year in the playoffs with his third down reception. But, yeah, I thought, I thought he performed well. Stepping into Antonio uh, Brown's shoes is not something that's easy to do. Uh, definitely missed Antonio Brown, but I thought he filled in pretty well for them. On the defensive side, I'm going to go with a guy who's getting a lot of slack right now or uh, eating a W – uh, after his interception that was that was wiped away antoine Winfield jr you know he's just he's everywhere on the field it seems like he makes his presence felt he had uh, a pass deflection he had a quarterback hit should have had an interception if it wasn't for a soft call um soft penalty call on devin white for that the passer. Oh <laughs> um, Horrible. But yeah i just think since he came back last week he's been you know everywhere all over the place and just has been a bright spot on the defense
3: Yeah, for sure. Good call, for sure. All right, Casey, we're going to go to you in a second. But first, got to let people know about our friends over at Whiskey Wings in Temple Terrace. This is a great place to watch the games if you're into the NBA and you want to go watch some of the NBA games. Or if you want to get down, watch a lightning game down there. Great place to watch it as well. Or go college football Saturday. They got an indoor bar, outdoor bar. They got great food, great drinks on tap. I mean, they got Everything kind of going on at Whiskey Wings. This location has been open about a year. It's clean. It's very nice. It's a great place to go hang out and take in a few games. Whiskey Wings and Temple Terrace. They got locations in St. Pete as well. Their chicken sandwich, I had it the other day. It was unbelievable. And uh, I encourage everyone to try and try their food and head down to Whiskey Wings and Temple Terrace for a great experience for sure. All right, Casey, let's talk about your game balls from this one, offensive and defensive.
1: All right. I feel like I could have a little bit of fun with the game balls today since the game just sucked in general. Um, (laughs) Tom Brady, great performance, but obviously he's a leader and he's got so much experience in this league to perform that way. It's kind of expected at this point. Chris Godwin, you guys already know, I think he's such an impressive wide receiver. He hustles, he makes crucial plays, and he just phenomenal catching, like phenomenal catches. Mm -hmm. But I just, I got to do Mike Evans. Everyone harps on him being matched up with Lattimore and everyone kind of trash talks the fact that Lattimore always shuts him down, but he finds the end zone Mm -hmm. against the saints over and over and over again. And today on two plays, he shows that he can burn Lattimore. So I don't know how this guy keeps just getting so much, you know, clout over Mike Evans. So I'm going to give it to him for obviously getting in the end zone again versus the saints and showing Mm -hmm. that he's got some wheels on him still versus Lattimore. Uh, Defensively. (laughs) Uh oh. good luck. <laughs> I'm getting into Vita V. I'm gonna oh, to- Vita, Vita let's go. Yeah. Vita Vita's gonna get my game ball because at least I mean if anything, probably have to again check back over the film, but he's probably the most consistent player tonight mm-hmm. out of everybody. So oh, held a gonna, ton. Yeah. <laughs> and and like he, he, he oh. <laughs> Yeah, and he's and he's there on you know so many plays. He kind of pave you know paves the path for these guys to get through Mm -hmm. on some big plays and them not wrapping up on their tackles is on them i don't know what it's going to take for them to learn how to wrap up on their tackles that's been an issue for since week two honestly so i'm going to give it to vita and then special teams i think just looked ridiculous they just -hmm. really looked sleepy off kilt couldn't make decisions didn't seem sharp it was just it was tough
3: right yeah yeah uh for sure uh good choices by both of you i think uh in this one uh across the board tough find things to be happy about defensively i will say this though this is my final thoughts here i don't think the bucks are going to lose more than one more game the rest of this year not counting some of the um, what i'm count- what i'm not counting here is like if they play backups at to the end of the season or whatever and you know what i mean and like don't want to you know, play starters or whatever, because they're trying to keep everybody healthy for the playoffs. But in games where they're actually like going out there with the starters, um, I don't think they lose more than one game the rest of the year. I really don't. I don't, you know, this game maddening, they will fix some of these penalty issues right now. This is a crazy stat. And this is what I mean about penalties. It's got to swing the other way. At some point, the bucks right now are benefiting from penalties. Only two teams in the NFL have benefited less from penalties this season compared to the Bucks. And we already know they're one of the most penalized team in the league. And we know from watching them, like, even none of us grew up Bucks fans. We're trying to be unbiased here. Like, their calls are ridiculous. Like, the vast majority of the calls have been absurd against the Bucs this season. Some of the pre-snap ones, absolutely. They've done a ton of stuff to beat themselves. A lot of the other ones have been ridiculous. And so it is going to even out. It's going to come back to the mean, in my opinion, I hope. <laughs> I've been waiting a long um, time.
1: Yeah. It hasn't net, yet, though.
0: Their net yards, minus 275 yards. Off penalties. That, uh, off penalties. Off yeah. penalties. Off penalties. Is that worse than the league? Against. That's by far well, worse than the 187 close. is next close. It's by yeah. far.
3: Disgusting. Yeah, no yeah. yeah. It's bad. And it's yeah. a lot of its officiating being horrible. That's gonna continue. Officiating will absolutely continue to be horrible. It's gonna be horrible in a way that benefits the Bucks eventually, a little bit more than it has so far again this season. The like first in the
0: league in yards against and third in the league in beneficiary yard third worst in the league in beneficiary yards. so it's just yeah it's got to turn yeah. it sometimes like you're saying. we'll
3: get some content up about that this week for sure we've got lots to cover this week on the show tomorrow we'll have more thoughts pff grades thoughts about the loss we'll get into the tape a little bit we'll do all that at 4 p.m that's going to be a good show tomorrow and then we're actually going to take a wednesday we're going to be it's we're going to be going through uh talking free agency on the show so we're going to flip the script on this game after tomorrow we'll go through one more round of talking about this game. Then we'll flip the script completely. We're not going to talk about this horrific loss anymore. We're going to talk free agency. We're going to do Peter Report Roundtable. I think we're going to have everybody on the show on Wednesday, and we're going to get people in and out and kind of ask them about each Bucks free agent. Do they think they'll be back next season? What's their analysis for it? We'll go mm-hmm. rapid fire through all the free agents on the show on Wednesday. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited for it. And then Thursday, we're going to have Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus on as a salary cap expert and contract guy to talk about what's realistic and the Bucks actually bring back everybody again who can't they bring back does an off, a realistic offseason look like for the bucks even if they do that how much money will they have to kick down the road and feature cap you're going to be so much more informed about what the bucks are facing this offseason uh, after wednesday and thursday's podcast so make sure you are following and subscribe to peter report tv so you're tuned in for all of that so you're not missing any of those shows because that those shows are definitely going to be really really important um in terms of your understanding of the offseason before we even get there at that point in the year so excited for that uh, excited for the content coming your way and appreciate everybody jumping in here on this show today. But yeah, guys, I don't think, before we wrap it up, I don't think the Bucks are going to lose more than one game the rest of the season. Even though today was maddening, I still feel great about the way that see, everything is within their control when they play these teams. Yeah. They have more answers. They aren't going out and laying complete eggs for four quarters against good defenses anymore. They're finding the way they've got to stop getting it shooting themselves in the foot, especially against good teams. If they can do that and they figured it out last year and they did it, I still Mm -hmm. think the ceiling is, you know, whatever for this team. They can be the best team in the NFL. Absolutely. Look around the league. Like there's not another team grabbing that. The Bills are struggling to beat Miami today, the worst team in the league. You know, so there's a lot to look forward to this season about this team. But today is one of the most maddening football games that I've seen. Certainly in Tampa and even outside of that, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cause even with penalties and stuff, I think I personally feel like in the second quarter for sure there, it was an emotional, like they were playing against themselves emotionally. They were Mm -hmm. just kind of leading with their heads. They didn't seem like they were clear minded on what they needed to do. And then it goes back to some of the play calls that coaches had them doing. So I think it was a combination of bad play calling, bad penalties, trash penalties, but also they play against themselves. They do something good and then they completely wipe it off the board. Like, They've done that let, numerous
0: times. You let Trevor Sycamore and a ragtag team of wide receivers beat you. I don't know how that happens. Like, you, you shut down Alvin Kamara, great. And you let everybody else beat you, including this third string, almost a fourth string quarterback, Ian Book. You know, Ian Book probably is a better quarterback at this point than, than this dude. So it is terrible. I, you know, I, I agree. I, that Bills game, I, I think, is one that everyone's circling and everyone's looking at. As that next potential loss, which you never know, these divisional games can always sneak up on you. I'm already out if, if they lose another game. I had them at 15 and two. I thought it was going to be. I thought they'd, they'd sweep the Saints. The thing is, they won't see Jameis anymore. So that storyline is over with. Apparently, he's got an ACL MCL issue, and that's why. Yeah, that's man. why. That's why Winfield's getting so much. stuff yeah. Out. Because
3: man, yeah. that sucks. Though I really wanted to see him come back to rage because I, I I've always felt confident about what will happen there. Like I. Doesn't matter who's his quarterback for the Saints. The Bucs are winning the next matchup between these two teams, but yeah,
1: it would yeah. have just been better but, to see a really good game between two good teams. Like, yeah, everybody can have so many opinions on it because it's it was so blurred by all the trash between the play calling and just you know bad. Right.
0: We won't see the Watson, the uh, Winston, um, uh, Michael Thomas. See how that plays out, which is kind of you know, yeah.
3: When Michael Thomas will be back for that second matchup, I'm sure Taysom Hill will be back too. That'll be a part of what the Saints do. Uh, if he'll play at least in packages, I don't know if they'll put him out right. there full game or not. But um, again, but Trevor Simeon will be a part of it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it the Saints this season. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think <laughs> overall, though, overall, though, yeah, I thought you did that on purpose. You did that on I party, thought
1: so right? too. So I just. Oh, gosh,
3: <laughs> I thought you did it on purpose where you said Trevor Simeon. Oh, whatever. Yeah. One of them earlier. Earlier so on the show, Scott good. said Trevor Sycamore probably would have been better than Trevor <laughs> No, I'm just – whatever. Either one, whatever. Yeah. It's probably
0: better than Jim. Maybe not. Who get,
3: knows? Get healthy after the bye. Get A.B. back. Get Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting back, hopefully right after the bye, if not the next week. Um, get them back out there. Get Gronk 100% healthy, and then kind of see where things go from there, I think is is the objective right now. This game, very disappointing, but sustainably – all things the Bucks can control. They are not so bad at any one spot that they can't overcome this and bounce back. So we'll look we forward to that. Yeah. make a trade. Yeah. Don't, no, somebody said that, too. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to make a move because of this? No. Get wow. healthy. Get your guys out there. You'll be fine. Um, They got to stop the penalties, and they will. There will be regression of the mean with the penalties. I promise. It's coming. We appreciate everybody jumping in here. We appreciate the post-game thoughts on the post-game podcast, venting it out with us. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m.
1: Eastern on another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out.